So Katie has Hello, the porno coming. What's your favorite scary movie? Well, howdy, folks. Welcome to the deep... Oh, well, not really in Texas, because otherwise we'd be, like, shot at or something. But that's okay. Well, Welcome you, to... guys, you guys would be fine. I'd be screwed. Uh, well, I don't know. Judging oh, by well. the way in the world at the moment, you know, you never uh, know. 1979 might have been a safer time for everyone involved. But <laughs> as I was saying before I was segwayed away from myself, welcome to another episode of Uncensored Horror a live episode which we haven't done in a hot minute um yeah we're here we um, very much unplanned but it's okay we're, we're here we can talk we're good at talking we do the talking thing a lot so um we decided to tackle something new something different um something modern we've done a lot of retro horror and stuff that you know made us horror fans or that has new sequels coming out etc etc but we have very rarely touched on brand new properties that are fresh and are sporting franchises of their own but today we are making an exception today we are trying something new and we're jumping all the way back to th 2022 oh my god so long ago we today are reviewing ty west's slasher x now katie you can go first uh when did you first see slash hear this hear about this movie well first things first i'm a fucking sex symbol uh <clears throat> second thing um I first heard about it when it was uh, first announced because I'm a huge Ty West fan. Uh, been following him since uh, House of the Devil, uh, which is probably one of my favorite films by him. So when this was announced, I uh, was pretty excited about it. Uh, but unfortunately, not my favorite. But we'll get into that later. However... I think this was really kind of unexpected for a lot of the actors in the film. And I was kind of pleasantly surprised by their performances. Um, and it's, it's, I'm not sure how to describe it. However, I think it's an underperformance on Ty West's part but it's a really, really, like, really fun kind of surprise for people who like Britney Snow or Kid Cudi or even, like, Jenna Ortega shows up and you're like, holy shit, it's Jenna Ortega. <laughs> Especially when you, well, like, find yeah, out before, what the plot's about. <laughs> before she was, before she was, you know. You know, Jenna, Wednesday Adams. Jenna Ortega, you know what I mean? Yeah. Before she was, um... Who she was now that's that's all happened very very quickly as but, part of the, the, but the fun part was um you know watching the movie and you figuring out what everything's about then all of a sudden oh hey that's britney snow and she's uh, naked <laughs> uh, didn't really yeah. see that one coming even though it's about porn stars but still yeah well <laughs> and did you see this in cinemas did you see this I did not there. get to see it in cinemas, unfortunately. I had to see it at home, as I see um, most of my right. films, because most of the movies I get to see in cinemas are kid-related <laughs> these days. Unless I, unless I send you on a forced assignment to see <laughs> Unless Dream the Six. boss man goes, you need a mental health day, go see a movie. <laughs> <laughs> you must see this movie. Interesting. All right, Luke, what about you? When did you... Did you know about this movie? Did you hear about it, or did you just stumble upon it? Oh, look, I I had heard about it, 
but I didn't have any interest in it. I was like, oh, it'll be crappy because I, I heard it was kind of like a, a comedy as well. But there is comedy in this film, but it's certainly not a comedy. It's it's I'd say it's even it's it's not funny. It's like a scream kind of, but. I, when I heard about it, though, I wasn't interested. And then I sat down one night and I was, saw it on Amazon Prime. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to give it a go. And I ended up loving it. So but we'll we'll talk more about that. Cool. Yeah, so I think in general, in a, especially in Australia, it only had a very release window from what I remember. <laughs> it was um, for a while there in 2022 when, like, movies were kind of coming back and all that kind of thing. We had these, like special release horror nights that they would do. They would do, like, a limited release of, of movies. And I'm pretty sure X was one of those ones because I couldn't see it anywhere, like, when I went to look for it. And it was kind of one of those ones that got lost in the lost in the shuffle. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then we ended up in America and all that kind of stuff. And <laughs> I think the, the main focus of that year was Halloween and I think everything else fell, fell to the bottom of the pile. But... Uh, yeah, I finally saw it, <laughs> like, less than 48 hours ago now. I finally gave it a watch. And I've got to say, I was pleasantly surprised. I don't know that I... I th- I'll tell you what I think the problem is at the end of the show, but I was I was happy that I enjoyed it because it takes a lot for me to get invested in movies these days. I find it harder and harder to, especially like horror, unless it's like got great actors straight up. I'm just like, oh, I've seen it all. Like I, I've seen this. I know what's happening, and and I think that's part of the strength of this as well that it has that familiarity. But look, let's um let's do the big spoiler warning. It's 2020. Look. As long ago as this seems, this franchise has really just sprung out of nowhere super quickly, which is awesome for Ty West and and the actors involved. Like me and Goss is like, well, I'm working for the rest of my life, so it's all good. She's a busy girl. But um, for X to be out and then for a sequel to come out so quickly afterwards, and then the reason why we're actually doing this now is that the third sequel has been announced that it's coming. Maxine is is due out this year. So um, this has become a trilogy in the space of, like, 18 months, which is super rare slash exciting, I guess, if you've got that lightning in a bottle moment, you kind of grab onto it because this is um, this has kind of revived the slasher a little bit, which is, which is cute. But, again, well, I digress. This is the spoiler warning. If you have not seen... X from 2022 yet there will be spoilers and it will kind of affect the rest of how you view the franchise as it unfolds so if you haven't seen it yet please just pause the podcast and then come back and give us your two cents as well so we'll talk about it X is uh I would guess you call it an homage it feels very uh very reminiscent of Texas Chainsaw Massacre meets Friday the 13th. It's the, it's like an homage to these late seventies slasher movies that take the big city, like big city mice into the country. And as two worlds collide, modern day America and, you know, the good old boys of the heartland of America collide and, you know, blood is shed at that point. So I think that's a that's a pretty good analysis so far, right, Katie? <laughs> well, I mean, you start out in like a kind of small. I'd say they're in Florida, wouldn't you? Is, does is look Floridian. <laughs> it, it does it look Floridian, Floridian but they're. But it's, it it says there's rural it's Texas, the, so they could be somewhere like they end up in rural Texas. So I don't know if they're driving from Florida to Texas. I mean, there's reference to a bayou so like when it says a bayou burlesque on the side of the yeah. building when they're leaving um so it is a small town they're they're leaving small town well they're leaving a city or a small city yeah. and they're going way out into the country and i can't remember if i when i rewatched it 
I can't remember if I missed why they're going into the middle of bumfuck nowhere <laughs> to film this. Is it? Well, I, it's, I, it's because it's chi- like it's cheaper, cheaper and it's away from oh, it's away okay. from prying eyes. They won't get, you know, they won't get a uh, caught out and okay. find and all that kind of stuff. Because that's what he says. He got the he got the house for cheap, and it's private, and no one will see what they're doing. Because this is the underlying the underlying like. I guess motivation of the movie is that these one of them at least works at the strip club. <laughs> they work at the strip club. Mm-hmm. Two of them, I guess. I guess both the girls work at the strip club, and they're going to get to try to get into the um, burgeoning home video craze right. and, and of porn. And it's it's very. In, I agree with you. In twenty twenty two. It seems very weird to make this the focus of a movie. Like seven, it's like it's like a tongue-in-cheek kind of look at the exploitation-ish version, as because there's some there's some stereotypes that prove true in this movie, which is one of the funniest parts of the movie, I must say. When we, I'll talk about it when we get there, and I literally went, bah, and laughed out loud. It's been a while since the movies made me do that, and, but. Um- and I'm like I'm very sex positive. I'm very like, oh, they're just body parts or whatever. But even I'm just kind of like, oh, it's kind of like a lot of like nudity. It's a lot of like very graphic. And it really yeah. does and it, it really does feel like well, it's a lot of it's a lot of female nudity. It's all female nudity, really, except Kid Cuddy's butt, which by the way, Kid Cuddy very yeah, nice, look. Touch. nice touch. It's um it's and definitely but I think it's definitely a a what NC seventeen version of a porn movie. It's like you don't you see boobs, you know what I mean? It, there's boobs. Like right, if you're it, coming if you're coming in expecting it to be like I don't know the Rob Zombie version where you'd probably see like meth in the corner and everyone's like, uh, like that's not what's happening. I mean, I was happy to hear Brit. <laughs> I, I, I can't really hear you, Luke. Yeah, we can't really hear you. <laughs> I was thinking everyone would be battling with their hepatitis C. Probably. I mean, I was happy to hear that Brittany Snow had a really positive experience with it. She felt good about filming. She felt good about her body, and she felt confident and comfortable. So that makes me feel better about it. Oh, she looks great. She, she looks, looks great. fantastic, and I'm happy to hear that yeah. it was a good experience. And I hear nothing but good things about Ty West, so... I'm yeah. glad it was a positive experience, but it's still, anytime you have like females and nudity on a horse that you always kind of feel it's a little exploitive. And yeah. And I think that get, this movie was turning that on its head though. Like it was exploitative plus, plus, plus. Like it was almost, it was like tongue in cheek of exploitative films. But, but the characters, but the female characters also were very empowered in the film yeah. too. Like those, yeah, yeah. those women definitely were in control of the situation and you could tell. So let's talk about them. So we, our cast is uh, obviously our lead is Maxine, Mia Goth, and she is the star. She's the star of the show. Uh, she is, I think it's like the lead dancer or something at the club. I think it's implied and her boyfriend, Wayne, who I did I, not realize, I, who I did not realize is Martin Henderson. Now, if you're Australian, you'll know Martin Henderson, and I, it blew my mind. I, I only realized today that it was him. I'm like, oh, okay. Martin Henderson was actually the uh, the male. He was he was the male like lead, I guess, the male lead in the ring. Yeah, you know, the reporter dude. <laughs> oh, okay. But, yeah. Yeah, he was um he's he's uh, from New Zealand, but he was fairly well known. He, he had a pretty prolific TV career, and then he went over over to the States. So then we've got uh Bobby Lynn, Bobby? <laughs> Brittany Snow, Bobby Lynn, who is doing her best. Marilyn Monroe, um, she's that's her look, right? She's just like she Jack in the Marilyn. <laughs> the seventies look looks very good on her, like. That is a good look for her. Like those yeah. outfits look fantastic on her. Like, yeah, definitely. It suits her. Uh, it suits her very we have well. Jackson, of course, Kid Cuddy, who um, is the male 
The male so star. So many people didn't realize that was Kid Cudi. I didn't either. Look, I, I to be honest, I was like, oh, is he? Like, oh, he is too. That's okay. I know what's happening there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have amateur director RJ, who's like the typical screen nerd that we have in these kind of movies. And his girlfriend, Lorraine, who is, Church you know, <laughs> modern, modern it girl, Jenna Ortega, which... She just seems to have gotten really, really fortunate with everything just going bloop, 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 and falling in line in release schedule for her to just become this major star for over pretty much overnight. Let's look at like sometimes you've got to do, you've got to be down in the trenches, but she's had some fairly good. I think this is a smart move on her part to, to do this this early. Then she's now branched out. She's a scream. She's a certified scream queen, I think. Now. She's got a. She's got a and she has a good her. scream she's got on a her. Real good scream. I mean, um, she does have a good scream on her. I don't know what you guys like have as like um a still for your um like streaming service, but it's her. Like it's her screaming for me on Showtime, yeah. and <laughs> that, like <laughs> she has got so, a good scream. Yeah, like, yeah, she's done. <laughs> yeah, she's got. She's definitely got the lungs right. I was, and I think it was nice to actually see her as part of an ensemble cast where she wasn't kind of pushed as the lead. Like, obviously, in Wednesday, she is Wednesday, so she's the lead of the show. Mm-hmm. In Scream, she's got that relationship with with Melissa Barrera where she's the other sister, so she's obviously going to be the lead and be pushed that way. But it's nice to see her fit in and not have to kind of have the moment because I think that she's stronger here. I knew who she was and I thought that she was going to be pushed as the main character. I thought she was going to be the final girl, but we'll talk about it again. <laughs> yeah. Compared to her performance in Scream, she was a lot more, sub- I think her performance in the Scream movies is a lot more subdued than in here, but Comparatively, she has a lot more trauma to endure in this one than in Scream. I mean, granted, she's being chased by killers in both, but it's a lot more gruesome in this one. Oh, I don't know. I think Scream's starting to push it up there. I mean, that was... this, Scream 6 was pretty gruesome, but <laughs> when you think there. of the deaths in this one compared to the Scream movies, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're in they're in the stereotypical seventies van driving through uh, Texas. Like I got big, and I think it's intentional. Big it, Texas it, Chainsaw Massacre vibes. It was very much like, intentional. Super intentional. Just even from the way it was shot, it's just like this is intentional. And the more that they were in the environment, I got this weird Friday the Thirteenth vibe as well because it was a bit who done it ish. Like, like the original Friday the Thirteenth. It's, where we didn't yeah. know who the killer was, it's, and we were like, "Oh, very much intentional." It, Ty West is it's a all, yeah, horror nut. He's a horror <laughs> fan, and yeah, it's just that was comforting. I think in a way that when you're trying to set up a new franchise, you kind of need to be. You kind of need to have a little bit of familiarity for people to go. I can soak in this to find out what's really going on because I feel I feel at home in this environment. We know what we know what you know nineteen seventies Texas is and what like late nineteen seventies camping is. We know we know the ruralness. We get that. We know that mm-hmm. feeling. And it so they they then to make a, a porno. <laughs> they have a farmhouse that they are hiring. They meet Howard, who is oh, that's the, that's the makeup. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, because he is one ugly son of a bitch. As is as is um, quoted in the movie, it's like oh, it's off putting. It is. It gives me like strong grandpa from Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibes. If he was like a bit more mobile and not a corpse, but that's okay. Well, not really a corpse because he drinks blood. But you know, we're we're splitting hairs here, literally <laughs> splitting hairs. So they live in a guest house that is set up from the Civil War, like that. <laughs> that house is still going strong. Looks very, um, very sturdy for for an aged old house, but very cool. Very um, 
you know, of the moment, of the era, of the scene. Like, there wasn't any weird anachronisms. It felt 70s. It felt that, like, late 70s vibe with the dirty kind of, you know, shabbiness, which I, I appreciate. I like being in the moment. Uh, the group, so they pretty much get straight into it. There's no, uh, there's no beating around the bush, as it were. That's Bobby Lynn and <laughs> Bobby Lynn and Jackson get straight into get straight into it, and um, well, Jackson gets straight warned, into Bobby. Yeah, they are. They are warned <laughs> to, to not to not go near the house. It's like okay, cool. Because as Maxine is getting her stuff from the car, she sees someone looking down at her from the window, and yeah, weird, weird, weird eye contact moment. Uh, how long did it take? Because I didn't read anything about it, <clears throat> and, or did you know? How long did it take you to realize that that was Mia Goth? I oh. didn't know until after I watched the movie. Oh, pretty much immediately. <laughs> you could see it in their face. I yeah, I was I don't know if I watched it's because I watched it late at night. I was kind of when they were together, that was like and she was talking well that's this is for later, but when they were talking when they had their their scene together, I was like, Huh, that's interesting. But we get yeah, we get the first encounter with uh, the weird old lady who we know come to learn her name is Pearl. Pearl. And this is the I didn't expect in this scene, but you know, as as is always in the seventies, uh, when there's a body of water and you're who wears just overalls? Wouldn't, you her, don't. Nips be, she, uh, wouldn't her nips be chafed like no one's business? You, you don't. It, oh, she was. It was for. It the would run other places too. It, it would not her. be. There. No, you don't. It was for the movie. Yeah, but she was happily <laughs> doing it, and then, but this, yeah, this is the first scene where I was like, oh, I don't know if I like it. I didn't know there were fucking alligators in Texas. Oh hell yeah! In the in swamps like that, they're everywhere, man. That thing was, and the way that they shot it at the beginning, I was like, oh, it's only little, and then it starts coming. I was like, that thing's fucking huge, and it didn't look like an alligator. It looked like a crocodile, right, Luke? Yes, it was. It was definitely croc. Yeah, we're talking that like a croc odile. That was fucking huge, and we figure out why later on. I was like, "Why is this thing so big? If it lives on the far... and then never mind. We figure we find out later on why it's so big. But that actually gave me a little bit of tension because mm-hmm. not only do you have you know pearl looking, but you have me and big goth just chilling. Lovely aerial shot, by the way. Some beautiful cinematography moments in this movie. Uh, that that movie. I don't, and it didn't look real at all, but it gave me tension. I was like, oh, why am I feeling tension about this? It's not okay. It was very jaws, wasn't it, at that moment? Like a little bit like the the, the build-up. Yeah, kind of. It was that, that, that fake-out moment where you're like, where is the real danger? Who can say? And at this point, I thought General Ortega was going to be... The star, so I thought, well, she's dead from the croc. Yeah, I thought she was going to have, yeah, like a Friday the 13th girl kind of moment, you know? Nope. So this is where where we get the meeting between Maxine and Pearl. And weird old lady. Like, weird old lady. (laughs) Oh, look, a very own weird weird old lady. Hi, Vera. (laughs) Hi, Mom. (laughs) So, um, yeah, we like. I don't know that I'd go inside. What like we have watched these movies, and I know that they're of the time, so they wouldn't have seen anything like this. But you don't go into the creepy country house in the seventies. I don't know. I go, don't go past house. that. I go into door. Vera's houses all the Vera's house all the time, and she doesn't do anything <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah, but Vera doesn't live in Texas. Okay, Vera's not of the Texan. No, yeah. no, Vera. Vera is not a Texan. No, you don't. No, you don't go through that screen door. It's not going to end well for anyone. Because throughout the movie, we're getting this, and this is his obviously commentary, societal commentary. That was hard to say today. Um, on you know, old school American values and the Bible thumping. <laughs> 
Christianness. <laughs> well, there's no chainsaws in this V, so you're safe. <laughs> we don't know that much about Vera's past. Just your she sharp actress. humor, Vera. Just your sharp humor. <laughs> so we, yeah, we we get the the contrast between you know these modern modern liberated people who want to make the sex film and all that kind of thing. The Bible bashing is constant on the radio, on the TV, da, 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 just kind of reinforcing that cultural collide. And then they've got this frozen in time, the couple that look like they have been around since the Civil War. <laughs> like, like, how old are these people supposed to be? Like, how old do you think they're supposed to be? Mm, I'm sure. Yeah. In the they have to be the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, they, we get a little in their eighties too. Like they yeah. had a rough, like they were. Well, as we'll discover as we progress in the series, <laughs> so mm-hmm. Pearl and and Maxine have their encounter. I can't imagine that lemonade tasted good. <laughs> she was like, "Well, she slammed that lemonade." Yeah, she slammed it, and she discovers that. Uh, you know, I think Pearl has has led a very unfulfilled unhappy life which this is all so this is all we know of pearl at this point so it's very when they were doing that to pearl i was like this is me (laughs) you're gonna be a crazy old lady in your 80s and still got that uh urge katie i'm not gonna make it to 80 honey we know this (laughs) you're not gonna make it to 80 but pearl pearls um tells maxine about how she was you know how she she dreamed of being a star and how she was something she always thought she was destined destined for something more and something special. She has a special face like Maxine's. Hello. <laughs> now we know why, because it's the same actress. But anyway. And this kind of weird uh weird moment because you can see that like Pearl's got this weird vibe, like she's trying to touch her and stuff, and she freaks out a little bit. But all of that kind of gets broken down straight away when Howard comes home. I don't know why we're scared of Howard, but he's he's a scary looking dude. So because he's a white male in Texas, I'd be afraid of him too. Well, we've already had the gun fake out. Where he's like, "Oh, I don't. It's not loaded." So I was like, oh, "We've had the gun fake out, so we know." Well, he says it isn't loaded, so wouldn't trust him still. So we get a we get a, we yeah we get out. Um, Maxine has her moment where they shoot her scene with Jackson, and you know that's all revelations and whatnot. In that scene, sorry, what was that? did she do um, some reverse cowgirl in her scene? Oh, uh, she did something, it- but. <laughs> I just want to I didn't think her scene was that spectacular quite honestly and they're going I told you she was something special it's like I know how what, what was, was what was that moment where they come out of the bedroom and it's like feel how hard my cock is it's like <laughs> wait what <laughs> I got I very think, confused at that moment I, I was I, like, it's like what are we watching like I like I, think- I know like I know they're supposed to fake it and I know they're supposed to be exaggerated, but I gotta tell you, I think Brittany gave a better performance. And she says that. I think that she's the she's the actress out of the pair because she sh- like as she shows off, she's like, oh like Right. You know. But you know, apparently uh, Maxine is something special and she's I, I can see why uh, he left his wife for you, like don't kiss her ass. She wasn't yeah. that great. <laughs> she might not be the actress, but she might have. She's got something about her, which I think is obviously going to be expanded upon as we go through. She made eye contact with camera. Thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clearly, uh, I don't so got it. <laughs> we've got a we've got a big we've got a big. Um... <laughs> Did you stick to the nugget couch, Katie? Nugget couch is retired. My days are over. <laughs> so we get an interesting comment on voyeurism. Obviously, Jenna Ortega's character is up and she's she's church mouse. She's the one who thinks that this is all a bit disgusting and below her and all that kind of thing. But the more she's exposed to it, moisten her a little bit. 
loosen she, her up. Yeah, she said I didn't. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Yeah. So it's an interesting, you know, interesting comment on repression and you know widening your sexual proclivities and desires and ideas. But we've also got in the background of this scene. Good old Pearl coming in for a sneaky peek about what's going on. And that's kind of creepy. But, you know. That was, really that was you know, grandma yeah, watching one play. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> So as night falls, as normally does in this movie, shit hits the fan. <laughs> uh, RJ is brutally upset. When Lorraine decides to you know, be all women's lib and go, I want to be, I want to do a scene in the movie. She wants to, she wants to be part of it. Uh, she gets, she gets her wish. But I think it's interesting that she's the only one we didn't see the sex scene with. But how old was she when she filmed this movie? That's what I was kind of wondering too, because she she kept her bra on, she kept her underwear on, and you all you see is the back, and then they like zoom immediately out. So she had yeah. to be. Really, she had to be young. She because she's not an old like I'm, her. She, she's not look, that. Let's have a look. Yeah, I'm let's, looking it up right now. She, she's not that old. Okay, so, so she was born. She's twenty. So she's just 20. She, she would have been eighteen. So she was like legal, just so, eighteen. Yeah, yeah. So they. But still pushing, like, yeah, yeah, pl playing it safe with her, I guess, because which is smart, but which is smart, but it was interesting that she's the only one that didn't get the uh, didn't get the old tit shot, but you yeah, know, but some you gotta you gotta have a Jamie Lee, right? And yeah, but it's you, gotta, more, you gotta appreciate that though, that they're like, yeah. okay, you're freshly eighteen, yeah. let's not push it too far. Yeah, and I think yeah. it would have hurt her a little bit, maybe. Her Wednesday and like, it, oh yeah, I don't Saturday. think she'd be Wednesday if she got her boobs out. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, she took her top off. She wouldn't be Wednesday for sure. But also, I think if she had taken her top off, then I think that probably really would have been completely exploitive because again, freshly eighteen. And it gives it does give us more, you know, it gives the genre fans a bit more of a misdirect as well because she's the one that's not showing the goods. She's obviously the final girl. She's the one that's going to survive, right? Because we don't see her. She's not a bad girl, as it were. But you also... <laughs> I mean, it also... We don't know that she didn't. You, you couldn't... You, it leads a lot to the imagination, because maybe she did. We just yeah, but this guess. is but the way that it is shown. You, you know that in right in Halloween, Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't do that, so she survives in Scream. Right, right. <laughs> in those Scream, are the, those are the rules. You know, Sydney doesn't do Sydney doesn't do that until the end, but she still manages to, to survive because it's a, a flip on the head. This is more of an homage. So when you look at that, you're like, oh well, she's obviously going to be the survivor because she's the good girl. These girls that have loose morals, as as is in the 70s, are the ones that are going to get punished. But the women are the ones that survive the longest because RJ has a little, like, Menti B overseeing his girlfriend enjoy sex probably more than she enjoys it with him, I think is the whole problem, mm -hmm. uh, and has a bit of a little breakdown in the showers and decides to leave. As he drives away, he literally nearly runs into Pearl, who's... Mm -hmm. Who's been told not to leave the house, you know? Don't leave the house, don't. And, uh, you know, she's obviously, she's got the Jones in for some bones and because she's <laughs> ready to hump anything that moves. She, like, this is, I think this is a good uh, advertisement for sexuality. And, like, <laughs> like, Pearl's after it. She's, for anyone that she can get it. And she's just flipped her shit. Like, as soon as he re rebuffs her, she she goes in like that neck stab came out of nowhere. What's with, we love a like neck stab? That's the latest thing. I think it's because it's so well, quick and, and brief. We, it's like, we were meant to think that she was like a demented old lady, but then once she did that, we're like, okay, she's not demented, she's crazy, like she's psycho. No, she knows what she's doing, <laughs> she has intention, she knows what she's doing, and she goes for the stab, doesn't she? She that poor boy's neck by the end of that. I'm like, oh, 
It was like much left. <laughs> it was like meatloaf, but a very nice shot of you know as as the blood sprays, it goes over the headlights and turns the whole thing red, and it's like oh okay cool okay Ty West. Was a, I see that was a I cool see shot. you I see yeah. you Ty West I see what you're doing here. Mm-hmm. So RJ is pretty quickly dispensed. <laughs> Like, you wouldn't think an 80-year-old lady can take someone down so quickly, but, you know, for all the naysayers that say, you know, Mrs. Voorhees couldn't have done this, that, the other, uh, Debbie Salt couldn't have done this, uh, Emma Roberts couldn't have done this, oh, Amber Debbie, from Scream couldn't have done this. They, Debbie they, Salt they, they wasn't as could. old as uh, Maxine. Uh, not I know, Maxine, but uh, I think it, like, well, the way that Maxine, the way that Maxine attacks people is appropriate for her age and... Pearl. Sorry. Sorry. Pearl. Yeah, we got confused. We both got confused then. We did. We did. I corrected myself, Pearl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the way that she attacks them is, is more Mrs. Vory style. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. It's that kind of uh, the nature of surprise. And I think that is underrated when it comes to, this, like, we are so used to telegraphing that stuff. When it comes to horror, like this is happening, so we know that in three minutes after we've had a jump scare and maybe a slight chase scene, something will happen. But I didn't expect her to just go the snap and oh, it's all over, blood everywhere. It's like okay, cool. I appreciate you. <laughs> so then, uh, you know, Lorraine notices that RJ is missing and runs runs into Wayne, which was another effective little jump scare. And they go a searching, they go a walking after midnight and looking looking for RJ. <laughs> Martin Henderson, you know, Martin Henderson, more power to you in your like oh, they're not tidy whiteies, they're tidy greys. But <laughs> it was I think it was a nice change in uh in expectation to see the male, you know, it's usually the girls running around going, Oh, I'm only in my underwear, what's happening? Oh, but it was a nice little flip on the uh, nice little flip on the formula that he was the one walking around in his undies and his skivvies. Yeah, just, that's um, very timely for the seven days. Yeah, very, just walking around. And this was, oh, no, it, well, I don't know what it is with nails in feet. I can't. Uh, I, I can't either. It's like, I, uh, I, I, it's so played out, but it's it's effective. Every it's time effective. you see it. Every Anytime time. you see feet, Every it's time. like, oh, why? why are you doing this to me? I don't enjoy it. <laughs> oh, there, yeah, are, so. there are a few things of body horror that will get me every time. Eyes. Nails in the feet and teeth coming out. Every time. Oh, see, I, I, I just can't do it. For me, the needle eyes. The needle pit did. Yeah. The needle pit saw two. Yeah. The needle pit in saw two. Oh, that doesn't bother me that much. Anything with eyes and fingernails freak me. So when they get dragged along, their fingernails come out. Oh, like that, that upsets me. That doesn't bother me that much too, but like teeth, oh, like teeth, yeah. like getting like ripped out or like falling feet. out. Nails in Nails in feet. Nails in Can't feet. do it. Can't and they telegraph this happening. And this, this you felt might... so, this felt so Friday the 13th, right? This you is like, this could be in a Friday the 13th movie. I reckon. You see part. it coming a mile away. You're like, oh, he's going to step on it. He's gonna yeah. step on it, and then he does. Like you know, it's coming. Like you can prepare yourself. Like oh shit, he's gonna step on it, and it's not even a little. And you it's can't even all look the way away. in. Like, it's all the way away. in. Mm-hmm. It's all the way in, and then he's mm-hmm. gonna pull it out. And, mm-hmm. Oh, it's like oh, yucky, he's gonna step on it. Yuck. He's gonna step on it. You have the chance to look away, but you can't. Like <laughs> yeah, it's not like, right oh no. <laughs> and you feel it. Yep. Then you feel it, and you feel it. Like, oh, God, that's so much tetanus. Oh, yeah. Oh, the tetanus. The tetanus of it all. But he doesn't, look, it doesn't really matter because it is not long until he is quickly dispatched while seeing a shadow move outside and then gets a pitchfork to the eyes. It's like, oh, damn. That's, That's swift. Kitty, hey, Kitty. Uh, so yeah, a quick pitchfork to the eyes for that for our, oh, Wayne. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Well, they were probably AIDS and we were in porn, so they were probably going to die of AIDS anyway. So tetanus yeah, AIDS. <laughs> why? Why? Wait, why was he going to die of AIDS? Wasn't gay. 
you never it's not just a gay disease that's true it's not that's not just a gay disease you're right that was that was very ignorant of me that was was very ignorant of me so meanwhile meanwhile (laughs) we have janet ortega lorraine i just can't with lorraine it's so 70s uh running into the creeper that is howard who's claiming that pearl has gone missing so do we think at this point, do we think that Pearl and Howard have had the conversation that they're going to go on a spree? Or do you oh, think yeah. that Howard is or do you think that Howard is simply cleaning up Pearl's mess? Oh no, he's done it. After, you know, we're not gonna talk about prequels and stuff like that, but I think he's very much in love with that crazy bitch and trying to keep <laughs> what she does under wraps. Oh, he is. No, he's in on it. He's trying to please his woman. Yeah. So it could, I think it's a little from column A, a little from column B. He lets her, lets Lorraine into the house, which is a big warning sign. Anyway, it's like, oh, then he pulls the, oh, my heart, Carter. Can you go downstairs into the basement and get the other flashlight? Bitch, don't go in the basement. It is the, look, it is meant to be the 70s, so we will give her, her her credit and be like, whatever, bitch. But this is where she... This was effective. She finds another body. Now, I originally thought this was RJ, but it was I thought not. it was so, too. But, uh, you know, someone has been hung and has a fairly long prosthetic penis <laughs> i would assume it's prosthetic unless someone's just being paid to hang there with their dog out um, <laughs> I was, say, was that the one from boogie nights that's <laughs> being bled out and we get jenna we get jenna screaming so this is um, this is probably the sign of the future someone saw this and went you got a good scream on you girl <laughs> you got a big future you got, you got a big future, future kids stick you with me <laughs> you got a big future kid. So Howard then, uh, you know, once he's waylaid Pearl, because uh, waylaid, having a problem with names today, Lorraine. So this is where you still, I was still a little bit doubtful whether Howard was in on it for me here until he went to the house. And I'm like, okay, so he's gone to the house uh, to get help from Jackson. And this was the funny part. <laughs> Jackson's shadow. <laughs> in the doorway, was like, I'll get my skivvies, and there's just this big, giant <laughs> fucking dog hanging down. It's like, oh no. <laughs> hey, Rachel, how are you going? <laughs> they knew exactly what they were doing uh, with that. They knew exactly yeah, what they, they were did. doing. They did. It was funny. It was a cute moment. It was, I was like, hee hee hee. So they go on the lookout as well because, you know, ex military together, they're. I, I firmly believe that Howard may have fought the Civil War. Because <laughs> the more I look at Howard, I'm like, dude, you old. Like, you old. Hey, you haven't seen Pearl yet, have you? I haven't, no. I'm waiting mm-hmm. to see Pearl. Pearl's my next slip. What you're assuming is probably on the money. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, good to know. Good to know. So, uh, yeah, they are... Go and look in because Howard says that Pearl has been down by the docks before and there's the alligator. He like they acknowledge the alligator. So there's a nice little fake out here. We think that Howard has been got by the alligator because the torch is floating in the water. So Jackson's an all round good guy. He go he actually goes in the water looking for the old man. Like, do you know what I mean? I wouldn't be going in the water. If you've told me there's an alligator around that's eating things and and, you know, is a dangerous community. I wouldn't be going anywhere near the water at night time. That's just me. But, again, yeah, it's and the 70s. And... Massive dong. <laughs> yeah, he could, have beat, he could have beaten the alligator to death with his dick. <laughs> dish, dish, dish. But we find a submerged car. And yes. it all starts to make sense now that, you know, Maybe these aren't the first visitors to this farm. And maybe now we're starting to understand why the alligator is looking so healthy. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. No. Jackson, yeah, so Howard 
very quickly takes care of Jackson. Shotgun to the chest. Oi. Yeah. He got Oi. poor guy. Poor guy. He was just being yeah, fed fed to the fed to the resident, you know. It's kind of like Adam's family, actually. You know how they had their pet alligator? <laughs> it's all coming it's all coming full circle for Janet Ortega. She's like like, oh, you're an alligator movie? Cool. Nice. Uh, this is where it gets creepy as well because Pearl gets into bed with Maxine and has like a. Wasn't that covered. creepy, creepy scene? Like unsettling. Yeah. The whole thing was just like, oh. I don't sleep in bed with people normally anymore. Like, I'm like, you gotta go. But, um,. Having that old lady in there, the blood and the... Yeah. Now, Luke, having a small child, I know you've had moments where you've woken up and you've had a small person looking at you, like, directly in your face, and you weren't expecting that small person there. Yes. Yes, this has happened to me before, too. Uh, uh, Grayson has done this to me before. He's just, like, stroking my face. Good morning, Mommy. And I'm like, ah. Well, you were not there just a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> Child. I think it's slightly more terrifying when it's a bloody old woman, though. It's like, oh, oh. I'm, it's definitely probably more terrifying when it's a bloody old woman. But, you know, the child's about to be, you know, covered in blood because I'm about to punch him in the face because I wasn't expecting him there. <laughs> and then CPS yeah. is going to get called and it's going to be a whole thing. <laughs> so we, we find out that Mia Goth has a good scream on her as well, though. Me and Goth's got a pretty all right scream on her. I was like, oh. Me and Goth's got a good scream, too. She's got a good scream. She wakes up. Okay. Yeah, she rolled yep, over. Sorry. Yeah, she rolled over and saw her, and that's why she started screaming. And as Bobby Lynn comes to try and save her, Pearl rushes past her in the hallway, which was another little bit of a jump scare that I wasn't, I don't know if I was, like, on edge the night that I watched this. I was like, oh, okay, there's an old lady doing a nudie run. It's like, okay, my girl, see you. She got caught out Paula Rain is having a time in the basement though she's having she's having a time but she gets her little hatchet and she's she thinks she's ready to go but the fingers the fingers yeah oh it's not okay when you see the bones like poking through after she gets her fingers smashed by Howard it's like oh god okay Howard's Howard's part of the problem now it's definitely part of the problem. It's not okay. Yep. Yep. Howard's in on it. Yeah. <laughs> poor Bobby. Poor Bobby Lynn tries to. You can tell that she is like. I guess she's the 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 Audrey from Little Shop of Horrors. She's like the hooker with the heart of gold. Like yeah. that, that's what the that's the character choice oh. they're going for. She's like, yeah, I mean, try you to know, they have yeah. such a sweet little moment. You know, she puts a blanket around her, and she, you know, it's like, oh, my grandma had, you know, has gets, a tough yeah, time gets too. confused. And, yeah, you know, she's, you know, generally trying to be, you know, empathetic and sweet, and yeah. No, she gets bitch slapped, and then oh. <laughs> bitch slapped, called a whore, pushed into the lake, and brutally dispatched by the alligator. Oh, yeah. I was like, that was her head. Yeah, <laughs> was her Lynn head did, that went that way. Yeah, justice for Bobby Lynn, man. She didn't deserve that, it. <laughs> yeah, Bobby Lynn got fucked up. <laughs> yeah, she didn't even have a chance to get fucked up. She just got, she just got done. <laughs> oh. And then in probably the most disturbing scene in the movie. Oh, come Pearl on. And Howard, Pearl and Howard in the guest house. Oh, yeah, it was that? not that bad. Imagine being under that bed, though. Oh, come on. You know. Fuck me, Howard. Fuck me. You know what? Going into that scene, you know, before watching it, I had heard about this, and everyone's just like, oh, old people sex. It was not even that bad. It wasn't that bad, but still. Y'all are much gross. Like, they're literally getting off of the killing people. It's really not that bad. It's truly not that bad. It's truly. It's not graphic, but it is icky. Let's put it that way. I didn't really think it was that bad. It's icky. I was like, I don't want to be near that. I really didn't think more it was power. Bad. Oh, yeah, look, more power, more power to her. She can get the get everything flowing. Like that's what I'm thinking, man. Like she's man, homegirl's old, and she still wants yeah. to get it in. Like I'm 40, <laughs> and I've like I gotta work up some effort into it sometimes. 
girl's double my age and she's just like <laughs> yes yeah, i thought that would have killed howard because he kept going by heart by heart like yeah. i thought i was like i thought that's where howard's gonna die and that'll like make us snap more yeah but i thought howard was done for <laughs> and i was very surprised that maxine got out of the house because normally she'd be like halfway through knock something off a counter and it'd be all over you know what i mean but she got out and she got to the she got to the van I didn't, maybe I wasn't watching closely enough or it was an edited version. I didn't see RJ's decapitate, decapitated, de, I can't speak, decapitated body. Oh my God, I stroked out. <laughs> I saw the tires. I didn't see his body. What was it? But, okay. I can't recall. Um, I'd have to I, don't, I don't remember seeing it either. Quite honestly. It might be a different cut of the movie because I watched it on Amazon Prime, so you never know. I watched it on Showtime and I don't remember seeing it either, quite honestly. But I don't remember seeing, well, I mean, obviously we're not going to see Bobby Lynn and we're not going to see Jackson, but I don't remember seeing a lot of their bodies again. So she, uh, Maxine, who gave us a little hint earlier that she keeps a gun, oh, well, actually Wayne says it, he keeps a gun in the, in the, in the truck as well, just in case, grabs said pistol and finally starts to do the, the smart thing. Because she finds Lorraine, but Lorraine has had a very big change of heart after her experiences in the basement and blames Maxine for everything. Attempts to run out of the house, but fuck me, dead did she get dispatched quickly by that shotgun. Oh, I like, especially in this movie, it's nice to see them kind of show a shotgun doing the damage that a shotgun would do with the power that it has. It's like, nah, bam, she gone. And, and poor Maxine has to, has to see it. She's like, oh, God. And yeah, yeah. she's like watching. She's having this. This was the kind of horror comedy moment that I, it is dark comedy, but as they begin to move her body, <laughs> we realise that she's not as dead as she she might be, and that—that's the thing. That's the thing that Ooh. kills poor Howard. Yeah, I or love that. To... Lorraine took him out. <laughs> yeah, she, like, didn't mean to, she took him out. <laughs> yeah, Howard is um, yeah, <laughs> just fucked up, and she's <laughs> and then Mac um, Pearl's like, help him, and Max is like, are you fucking insane? Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> What's no. wrong with you? So she get she manages to get the get the keys to Howard's truck, um, and we nearly have, we have the showdown with Pearl, but in classic horror movie moment, the gun isn't loaded. It's like bitch, like you check these things, right? You check these things. Like yeah, you you pick it up. <laughs> You check and make sure it's loaded. You check, especially if people are getting murdered around you. You check these things. But again, this is this is my favorite. We've had kids were not the smartest. We've had threats of of we're very worried about Pearl's hip. Pearl's hip. Don't break a hip, Pearl. This made this I I laughed out loud. I, I know I know it makes me a bad person, but when Pearl tries to take Maxine out with the shotgun and the recoil throws her backwards out of the house, she breaks it. <laughs> yep. I shouldn't laugh, but no, I'm it's, like, it's meant to be funny. That's kind of you get what you you get what you give, right? Right. They're, these moments like that, they're meant to be funny. <laughs> like, yeah, we thought her hip was going to go out and Howard's heart was going to go out during their nookie scene. So we, we got no. the payoff. <laughs> we, did get, we did get the payoff. It was very cute. So as Maxine goes to leave, Pearl is begging her for help and Maxine's like, fuck you, lady. And then we see Pearl's true colours. Not before we see what the contents of her skull contains. <laughs> After she gets reversed over and her head pops like a very ripe melon. It's like, oh, damn. That's, I don't think Pearl's coming back for the sequel just quietly. It's just like, oh, she she gone. Pearl's gone. And we see Maxine drive away. Maxine's following the rules. Headshot. Maxine's, yeah, Maxine's out. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's out. So the following morning, the interesting thing with this, we've, we have had jumps in time 
um, between this. I haven't really gone through them because it's not really consequential to the plot. Like the beginning of the movie is the day out, like the day after this night. Mm-hmm. But you know, the the uh, police arrive. They find out that you know they were doing, they were filming something. Just lying <laughs> and in the then, film. yeah. They have speculation about what's on the what's on the film, and the sheriff says one goddamn fucked up horror picture. But before this, we have the revelation, and I thought this was cute because I didn't expect it that the preacher, the televangelist that has been on there talking about the corruption of children and sex and da 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 da, da has a daughter that they lost to the world of sin. A daughter named Maxine. Maxine. Yes, and that's the end of X. Now, let's let's discuss uh, how many old lady broken hips do we give it <laughs> out of five? <laughs> let's go with Luke. We'll go with Luke first. How many old lady broken hips do you give it? I would give X a solid four and a half broken hips because I think <laughs> it's out to be a bit of a play on Friday 13th, Texas Chainsaw, but have a twist. And I think it hit all the marks and done it really well. And I really love Bobby Lynn. I really wish that uh, we got some more Bobby Lynn, but we won't ever see her again. <laughs> Poor Bobby Lynn. That- it was nice to I see know. her get a singing scene in, though. It was nice to see her get her pitch perfect in. She's like, by the way, I sing. <laughs> That's a little landslide <laughs> moment. As you do. All right, Katie, how many broken hips? <laughs> I'm going to give it three broken hips out of five. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, I'm pretty disappointed, honestly. I really love Ty West. I love that he loves the genre, but I feel like this one was a little slow. I feel like it took a lot to get to where we needed to go, but once we got there, like it, it, like it didn't, like it, it took a lot to get to where we needed to, like to the kills, like to get to the action. I mean, once, once they started killing these kids off, like it didn't stop, but it took pretty much the whole movie to get there. And it, I was, the plot points were pretty disappointing. It was pretty slow. Uh, I feel it was really exploitive. Maybe maybe that makes me prudy. Not sure. I really really like Britney Snow in this. I really like Kid Cudi in this. I feel like they. Sh- I I feel like this is their movie, even though it's not. <laughs> I feel like they stole the show. I like Jenna Ortega in this. Uh, I also want to point out that uh, Luke is a terrible history major, um, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> He was in the World War. It was World War One, by the way, not yeah. Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> For yeah. Pearl. Anyways, but yeah, three stars. It was a pretty solid film. Otherwise, Ty West is a fantastic horror director and writer. And if you are looking for a modern horror director, he is one to check out. And um when Steve is done with his uh, reviews, uh, I would say go check out his other stuff. And I've got some recommendations if you guys want to hear them. Do you think, okay, so I'm going to go three and a half for this one. I liked it. I didn't love it, but it takes me a lot these days to love a movie. I really enjoyed the kind of retro homage 1970s stuff. I enjoyed the. It felt like a whole, like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre meets Friday the Thirteenth moment. It has those kind of moral uh, story storylines, like it, it plays with them enough. I don't think for a movie called X, I don't think it was graphic enough, but. I don't know, for a movie called X and for the hype that it had around it, I don't know that it was, you know, it had enough of that in it. Uh, I I get what you're saying, Katie. I wonder how much of that is, 
you know, it being a major studio release as opposed to like an independent because no matter what we think of a24 and a24 are famous for doing you know off the cuff weird horror and more independent like more indie vibe horror they're Mm -hmm. becoming they're becoming a major horror studio now yeah that's what they are like they're they're kind of days of being the cool indie like we're going to give you the horror movies that the major studios won't are over like blunt Blumhouse, you go to you go to for your popcorn movies, and you're like, okay, I know what. A twenty four, you go for the weird stuff, <laughs> like you know, like Midsummer and um, Hereditary and all that kind of stuff. You go, that's where you go for yeah, the this for the off. Even, this wasn't even weird, but it was, it was kind. It was their attempt, I think, at going a bit more mainstream with the outsider movies of the seventies. So it was like their version of a more socially acceptable Texas Chainsaw Massacre because, but even looking back at Texas Chainsaw Massacre now, it's not a violent movie. It's, it's the way that the movie is shot. That makes it out. Mm, Sorry, go ahead. I think that the, it may have been not promoted the right way. This movie. I get what you're saying there, but you know what the funny thing is? That they put out a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that year, too. Yeah, but a modern-day Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. A terrible one. You know what? But if you go back and watch the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's not not a bloody movie. It's not. not The horror in that movie comes from the sound design, from the tension, from the filmmaking. Oh. Absolutely. Certainly not, certainly not the acting in some points, but you know, <laughs> no, it's no. only the it's only in the in the eighties that we kind of needed to throw more gore and blood and weird, but like weirdness at it. It's just, right. It it's, kind of feels like yeah, that answer. It's shocking for the time, but it's yeah, not shocking. But that's why that's why the first one is a classic and the rest are trash. Amen. I know that people love Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I I watched the first one because, you know, I kind of fell in love with it as a film student and as a student of film, if you want to watch how to make a horror movie without it being so, with, like, deceptively horror because everyone goes, oh, there's so much blood and guts and done it. It's like, no, there isn't. Not. There isn't. Right. <laughs> it's, it's it's just what the movie's suggesting to you and your brain. That yeah. it's super, your brain. I appreciate that. I yes, you don't absolutely. need you don't need to show me people getting disemboweled every five seconds for me to be horrified. Right. You know what I mean? And that's which why is the- why I kind of enjoyed the remake of Texas Chains of Massacre because they I think they hit the right that's when Platinum Dunes was was doing the the, the remake stuff and they hit the right balance of great great cast in the remake with the jessica beale like that cast <laughs> and and the, the violence that people accept like expected after that like gore porn early here's, 2000s saw shit that went on like that thing. was the right balance with with gore and with violence yeah. when it's done correctly it's done when it's warranted and earned you know if it's like, earned i will go with it like um adam green with the hatchet films I think he does. I think he does it so right. I think it's like the right amount of gore. I think it's the right amount of blood, but I, he also throws some humor in it, and I yeah. think it, he does it so well. And I think it's. It, I think he. I think he brought back, like, the, the the slasher. I I think he revitalized it, and he's another one of these modern director directors that I love that I will always hype up and that I'm always excited to see what he does. He's another one of those guys that I just... Well, there's definitely more coming from Ty West because as this movie blew up, and it did blow up on a a budget of $1 million, it uh, passed the $15 billion mark. So that's a hit. And we didn't realize how ready Ty West was because literally, like, months, if if not a month after... X was out. We had the revelation that Pearl was coming, <laughs> so there is another a review coming up very soon. Pearl, which is the origin story, it's a prequel starring Mia Goth as young Pearl, and we figure out what it what it happens, what what happened to get her to the point where she is in this movie. And as I said, at the top of this show, 
the sequel to X, Maxine, is headed this way very, very soon. Judging from what I've seen of Maxine and the, the way that they're promoting it, it's going to be very much a take on the 80s and kind of that, I think it's going to be like a modern day, like, you know, when, like one of Luke's favourite movies, Demi Dovestale's The Next Generation, Maxine being like the the uh, the Linda, the, the deep throat kind of, you know, iconic snuff film actress and I, and she's going to Hollywood. I'm, I, I'm assuming that, that Maxine's going to be like in CD LA. That's what and, the vibe I'm getting. And they've got such a great cast. Yeah. There's a great, cast, a great in, cast in, in Maxine. So there will be more review. The reason why we did this is because the Maxine cast, I, I had this brewing in the background. I'm like, Oh, we should do it. And then we needed a show for today. I'm like, Hey, let's, We've all seen it now. Let's do it. Okay, cool. Nothing like the last minute, but that's what we do here. Um, I mean, Ty West has got some yeah. other great films. I mean, go check out uh, House of the Devil. Go check out The Innkeepers. Go check out The Sacrament. Innkeepers is good. Yeah. Innkeepers is fantastic. If you He's like tension. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you like also, tension? If you like the the feel of a old school, like it's a... Back in the day in the 70s vibe, that's House of the Devil. Innkeepers is a ghost story. Uh, the Sacrament is a found footage film. Ty West is awesome. Go check out his stuff. Definitely support. So it's nice to see, you know, the resurgence of, of the modern slasher. I mean, with Scream, Scream dominating the box office like nobody ever thought it would again. I think slashes are, we're, we're going into another slasher era, kids, and it's nice to see something other than a major franchise. Well, it's a franchise now. It's kind of grabbing some attention. So more to come from Uncensored Horror and from Texas and all that kind of stuff. So we will see you some point in the future with our review of Pearl. Until then, you know, stay away from alligators in ponds, guys. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Thanks for joining me, Luke. Thanks for joining me, Katie. We will see you again soon on Uncensored Horror. Keep it creepy. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.